0: Hey, welcome, it's Danielle Laporte. This podcast is called With Love, Danielle, and it's essentially a one-woman show about my explorations into self-realization. Few things to know, these are typically adult-like conversations. Every Thursday, this particular episode, I do a Q&A style conversation and those questions are submitted by listeners to submit your question. And by the way, anything goes, you can go to daniellelaporte.com slash with love, Danielleport.com slash with love. I record these podcasts just sitting here in my living room. So you are possibly going to hear the natural sounds of my neighborhood in East Vancouver. Welcome with love. Hey friends, it's Danielle. Can I start with some gratitude? I can totally start with the gratitude. I can start anywhere I want because I'm here in my living room and I'm feeling super duper appreciative of the support, the questions, the reviews everybody's leaving, the emails, wow, thank you. You know, I have this mixed relationship with a goal setting. So we actually set zero goals. This is actually, this is a great story. I hadn't thought about this. This is not the topic of today's podcast, by the way, but let's go there. We didn't set any goals. At least I didn't with respect to launching this podcast series. I was just like, I'm just going to get through this. I was super resistant to doing it, which I'll talk about a a whole other day and a P.S., by the way, I do not drag myself to this microphone. I am lit up in super enthusiasm and joy to be here. I, these do not exhaust me. I f- just feel a little more exposed than, than I wanted to be. But it's all working out. So here's the divine irony. Set zero goals for this because sometimes love goals, most of the time, fuck goals, and super exceeded any goal I would have set because this podcast is holding steady in the top five of both self-help and education podcasts on iTunes in US and Canada and many other countries. Number one in Poland. Who knew, never even been to Poland. And doing great in Australia, because I think you Aussie chicks, you fucking love that I swear so much. So just thank you. All right. Let's talk more deeply yet again about friendship. So in episode six, a really beautiful question from a woman named Gina about how to create, develop, find friendships. When you're in your 40s, when things aren't set up, you know, you're not just going to school and, hi, here's a new friend. And that really struck a chord with a lot of people. So I wanted to go deeper into the topic of friendship. And I think I'll be talking about it for years to come. But I got a beautiful layered question from a woman named Yvonne. And it goes like this Danielle, I always find myself leaning in when you bring up your experiences of betrayal friends and relationships what do you do when you realize at 42 that you have no one except your therapist to talk to i've gone through my entire life holding everyone at a safe distance always putting on a brave face being the caretaker and now when life throws its challenge at me the ones that really matter who do i talk to my journal how do you find a BFF at 42 with no history with that person? Thanks. With love, Yvonne. Oh, I feel super moved in this moment reading that question. And I've read it, you know, a half dozen times, thinking where I wanted to go with this. Two things. Betrayal and fear of judgment. And how, well, those are really entangled with each other. And a third thing. Let me start here. Let me start with number 3. Loving your own company. So, just to be, you know, really paradoxical and just contrarian. Oh, one of my least favorite, most annoying behaviors in people, the contrarian person at the party. I'm just like, "Just stop with always making it the opposite game." But yes, crave friendships it's the most one of the most healthy longings a human can have is for intimate connection with another human it's a way to get home to god it is a way to be self-expressed friendship is a way of serving life of contributing to evolution how's that for a grand statement it's true friendship contributes to universal evolution but what's wrong with your own company We need to go there. I mean, sometimes there's that shadow side of the craving for friendship is that we aren't loving our own company. We're terrified of stillness. Only way to get over that is to be in it and to feel all that discomfort. I go into some descriptions of that discomfort in episode seven, The Shadow Self. So I just want to put that out there, loving your own company. I, maybe this is whacked, but I think I want to get to a point in my personal development where I'm okay to die alone. Uh, I am not there. I will tell you that. It's one of my greatest fears of dying alone. I think, geez, I should have adopted some children uh, meaning more children. I pushed one of my own out of my body. I actually always thought I was going to adopt, but then I was overcome one day in the kitchen, making French toast. And I said to my then husband, now bedroom cause baby and kaboom, uh, here he is. There he was. Okay. Let's talk about betrayal. A few dimensions to betrayal, betrayal in my experience, can sometimes be a two-way street. I mean, reality, all relationships are always a two-way street. My first significant experience with betrayal in terms of friendship was the learning that their betrayal of me was really just a reflection of how I had betrayed myself. That I had betrayed my own ethics, the signals from my own body. I had betrayed what my heart was telling me. I had betrayed my bigger dream. And my lever of betrayal was silence. I stopped speaking my truth. I stopped speaking up. I stopped asking for more. I stopped verbalizing what I noticed and what I wanted. I stopped talking about what was. Really going wrong. And all that just exploded in, oh my God, holy got sold down the river. So there's that external betrayal. I mean, the first thing to ask yourself, really, 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 really the first thing, not the second thing, is how have I not honored myself? And how is this a reflection? of me not honoring myself. And then you can get into the nitty-gritty of how someone else in your reality was legit out of integrity, was legit an asshole. And you can deal with the anger of that and the hurt and the sadness and the grief. And ultimately, it's going to get you down, ideally, into the forgiveness of that, the forgiveness of yourself, your role in that, and the forgiveness of them. There's another kind of betrayal. Also a two-way street. But this has been one of my most recent revelations around this, is that there's been an occasion in my life where I felt very left, very abandoned in a relationship. And I'd been carrying it around. I'd been carrying the story around that i was sort of i was shut out of this situation almost cast out you could say when really when i examined it more closely with a softer heart understanding that we're all just trying to get our shit together allowing for other people to not be awesome and with more compassion for myself and more courage more courage to see my own implications and things. I saw things in a totally different light, which is it wasn't that I was cast out. It was that I was the one who departed the relationship. I held on to a value. And I decided, I decided not to play a certain game. I decided to not patch it up. My actions made it very clear that I was deciding to let go. Uh, So it wasn't so much that I was betrayed and abandoned. It was that in those circumstances, I made a decision to grow in who I was. And that meant that I was the one who was leaving. Yeah, so there's some different perspectives on betrayal. Oh, and just to wrap this up, in retrospect, I can now say that everything that I have labeled in the past as a betrayal eventually became very clear, radiant blessings. Every betrayal brought me closer to my own strength, my own truth, my own clarity, and that can only lead to one sovereignty. Yeah, so every time I felt betrayed or cut off or sold out, I ended up becoming more liberated. All right, let's shift gears and talk about keeping people, and these are in Yvonne's words, the woman who asked the question, keeping people at a safe distance, always putting on a brave face, um, always being the caretaker. All right. And then being afraid to share one's story. Like, who do you turn to when things hit the fan? There's so much value in telling our stories. This is why. This is why I have a podcast. This is why I have a, you know, my style of showing up is, hey, let me tell you what I've been through. (laughs) Have I got a story for you? Let me talk about how much I've suffered, and how I've succeeded, and let me tell you where I've found the light. Um, because in sharing my story, my what I think to be a little ray of light, a little nugget of wisdom, that light gets stronger and brighter and extends further every time it is shared. I mean, things intensify in their sharing, and I'm here to intensify. The good stuff, the useful stuff. At least that's my intention, right? I've put stuff out in the past that was just intensifying, just bitchiness. But um, here we are now. So know that sharing your story, whatever you're going through, is going to help alleviate your own suffering. And it's going to be a gift to somebody else. So there's that. Share with more people. I have had some of my most divine encounters hearing, witnessing, holding someone else's story on a bus, in an airport, in a hair salon, where someone clearly just needed to get something off their chest. And I just listened with a soft face, with a non judgmental nodding and was able to insert myself in her sharing by saying, I so get it. That sounds like anxiety. That sounds like hell. Oh my God, what'd you do then? Yeah? So we need to create more habits, more practice around being someone else's safe place. And we need to get out of our minds that being A stranger to someone is an impediment to intimacy. And this is where courage comes in when it's our time to do the sharing. If you don't share, if you keep it to yourself, people can't help you. People can't know you. And I think the deepest craving, especially in regards to longing for friendship and connection, the deepest craving is to be known, to be seen, felt, and understood by somebody else and that may be the director of human resources at your company when you go in and to say i've been having suicidal thoughts i deal with depression and anxiety and you'll be amazed when you share the truth of your story how many other people you find have been through it oh my god have maybe not been through it but have deep compassion for you and or have resources, intelligence, and wisdom to offer you to help you get through it. And that's how community is built. And that's how friendships are formed. And that's how we get through everything we need to get through on a micro and a macro level, sharing our truth. And Yes, there are sacred containers. There is a time where it only that kind of sharing should only be done in the context of someone you have faith in. Faith being, you know that person is wanting the best for you, and they might just go along for the ride to help you get to the other side of whatever you're in. Trust can be so difficult, I understand, I understand, but here's the thing, underneath trust, what's to lose? So what? if more people know that you're struggling. I mean, you don't want everybody in the office to know that your person's been having an affair or that you've been the unfaithful one. Like, I get those things that need to be sealed and not shared or only in the context of absolute confidentiality. For that, you get a shrink. But so often, too much of the time, what's driving us is a debilitating fear of judgment. The terror of what everybody else is going to think of us. And the twisted outcome there is that we're preventing ourselves from getting the love that we're longing for. Our brave face can turn into self-deception, actually, and crippling overwhelm. And our safe distances just brick by brick, decision by decision to not share what's in our hearts, what's really going on for us, are going to just turn into these impenetrable walls and we're behind them and we're lonely. I don't think there is a human being who does not want to be held by the embrace of someone else's attention. And... It's worth saying, you know, the desire for that runs on a spectrum, right? That can be so profoundly unhealthy and clingy and narcissistic. And, you know, as the Buddhists would call it, it's that hungry ghost just wanting, wanting, wanting. And then on the other end of the scale, it's just this really natural, divine, where, you know, the holy meets the human desire to connect and the heart and the truth is the most certain direct and sustaining and by sustaining i mean life-giving way of connecting with others so you just got to share my prayer is that for those of us who are exercising the courage to show up in our truth in all sorts of different situations that we are pleasantly surprised at how nourishing the reception is. Hey, can I just pop in for a second to talk about my stuff? And by my stuff, I don't mean my deep personal issues. I mean all of these episodes are about my deep personal issues. I want to talk about the stuff that I make as in my gorgeous, eco-friendly, sometimes kind of wise Truth Bomb Decks, 134 gorgeous little cards that you can leave on park benches and cafes. You can turn into thank you notes. You can put on your mirror to remind you how gorgeous and wise you are. A single Truth Bomb Deck you can now get for 20% off because love. There's a special code. Head to daniellaport.com slash decks and enter the magical code LOVEDECKS. One word, L-O-V-E-D-E-C-K-S. They make really gorgeous gifts, so, you know, you should really get two decks, one for you, and then keep that one, and then get another one, and all right, you get it. Truth bombs, so many explosions of love and wisdom, all there for you, 20% off. (gasps) You know what? I just thought of the perfect poem to close with. Here we go. Name your God. Listen to me. I am one of you. Desirous, broken, open, perpetual. Do this. First, name your God. Name your God before the night comes because the night always comes. Secondly, sing out the name of your God. Sing now and sing loud while you can recognize the sound of your voice and then Bring your holy mouth to love and ask for what you want. She was born for that sound of yours. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word. You can find me here in a new episode every Thursday and every Sunday. With love.